Welcome to the Fragile X Dad and Mom Podcast, beating the odds against Fragile X, autism, intellectual disability, and epilepsy. This podcast is intended for special needs parents raising a special needs child, where we can all come together and share the joys, the struggles, and when shit gets real. Welcome back to Fragile X Dad and Mom Podcast. Episode 2, Expect the Unexpected. If you guys are just joining us and you guys don't know who we are, we're two parents with two kids with Fragile X. Uh, both of them uh, have it. Uh, our son Emmett was diagnosed with severe nonverbal autism, intellectual disability, and epilepsy. And Amaya, so far as we know, um, she has severe anxiety. She's eight and Emmett's five. Okay, so on today's episode, we will talk about the expectations we have for our children before they're even born and how those expectations make it more difficult to accept the new expectations that come when your child gets their diagnosis. Before Emmett got diagnosed, some of my expectations included what all new parents expect. We wanted Emmett, I wanted Emmett to play baseball like his dad. Um, I also wanted Emmett to grow up one day and have friends, go to college, move out, and, you know, maybe one day have a family of his own. But I quickly realized that his life wasn't going to be like that. It wasn't going to be simple. The amount of expectations began to change. And don't get me wrong. We still have big dreams and expectations for Emmett. I want him to reach enough independence that one day he can care for himself once we are gone. It's difficult to think about the future because he struggles so much currently and he's, you know, working on so many basic needs. But if I try to play out his future uh, every day of my life, I would probably go crazy and lose all my sleep because it's so stressful and it's just, it's hard. So now I just try to focus on the present and live day by day. And my expectations haven't really disappeared, I would say. They just simply changed. One thing that I have learned in the past five years is also to never lose hope, no matter what. And, you know, hope is what's going to get you through this journey. I've also learned that it's okay to dwell on the things that our kiddos can't uh, can't do or they miss out on. And it's okay to be sad. And sometimes as a special needs parents, I feel like we're too hard on ourselves. We uh, we are humans and we have feelings and, you know, and it's okay to cry and dwell on things. I remember that time when Juan and I went home crying after we saw our niece, who is way younger than Emmett, do a puzzle in a matter of seconds. Um, Emmett had been working on doing that same exact puzzle for about a year. And our niece did it in a matter of like, seconds and it was like the first time they just had opened it and it was just so incredible and uh you know it hurt my heart I was happy for her because I was like oh my god she's so smart and so intelligent but at the same time I felt like life had cheated me um I was you know I went home with thinking oh you know why does it have to be so hard for Emmett and why like I wanted answers from somebody uh no one had answers to any of those questions and sometimes nobody really does Nobody really can answer. You okay? No, it just gets me so emotional. 
you know, having these like black and white flashbacks, you know. Yeah, I remember that day <laughs> like it was yesterday. And it's crazy how all those little things can bring up so many emotions, you know, and so many questions. And it's just, I don't know, I feel like it's hard and it's difficult to understand because every little milestone, it's just so difficult. Like Erica said about these expectations that she had, we both had kind of similar the same expectations, but a little bit different. Um, my expectations were, let's say, different from my oldest because, as you know, we're a blended family. And with my oldest, me and his mom separated when he was really young with two. I still had expectations, but it's much harder when uh, he doesn't live with me. He only comes over on the weekends and I pick him up you know, a couple of times during the week. To do stuff with him is really hard. So when I found out that I was having, you know, we were having a boy, I had all these expectations, you know, baseball caps because I own a whole bunch of baseball caps. I like every single team. I wanted to teach him, you know, how to shave. I wanted to hear, you know, he had girl problems. I wanted to teach him how to drive. I wanted to teach him how to do an oil change or a tune up or how to properly diagnose his car. Uh, teach him how to ride a bike, go bike riding, uh, everything that dad, you know, expects, you know, with his kid. And I had all these dreams and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, when, you know, Erica, when like, uh, someone breaks a window, just shatters. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how I felt that as when we found out that. You know, what was going on with Emmett, with the Fragile X and anything, you know, I realized, you know, before we started, you know, these therapies, I realized I'm not going to be able to teach, you know, teach him how to shave. And I literally, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say it. I literally started crying and Erica's like, what's wrong? Why are you crying? She goes, I just, you know, I told her, I just realized that I'm not going to be able to teach him how to shave. She was like, that's why you're crying? And I was like, yeah. You know, I'm not going to teach him how to shave. Uh, don't know if he's ever going to have, you know, a girlfriend or, you know, he's going to talk about his date, ask me about girl problems. What do I do? There's no handbook on, you know, I mean, yeah, there's books out there, you know, about, you know, special needs and stuff like that. But every kid's different. There's not a single kid in the world that's the same. And there's no handbook. So we have to take it day by day. So now, instead of teaching him how to ride a bike, we're teaching him how to, uh, we started teaching him how to walk, how to hold a cup, um, how to make eye contact. It, it, the simple stuff that we took for granted with uh, my oldest and the simple stuff we took granted with Amaya, you know, it's, we took it for granted with Emmett, 
as soon as he learned how to throw the cup, oh my god, we were so happy. We called everybody that we knew. Emmett's holding a cup. He's holding a cup. Uh, one of my sisters, you know, she found out that we were having trouble holding him in a bottle, and she went out of her way and bought Emmett. I don't know if you guys ever seen it. It's 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 a bottle. It has a uh, like a clear hose. But uh, it looks like a pacifier. So you put the bottle on the side and he doesn't have to hold it. He just sucks on it. Emmett was having so much trouble just getting the milk to go up up to him. And so we didn't use it. The day he was strong enough to use it. Oh, my God. I called my sister. I video. I recorded it. And I told him, hey, he's doing it. He's doing it. So excited. But it took him so many times just to do that. So, like I said, you know, the simple stuff that, you know, I wanted, you know, him to learn. Now it's, you know, completely the the opposite. It's now, you know, sometimes, you know, we lie down in, in bed and, you know, me and Erica talk. I was like, oh, well, did you see Emmett do this? Oh, my God. I can't believe Emmett started laughing. I never thought in a million years that Emmett was going to say dad and mom. And now with so much therapy that Erica's given him and her therapy team, I get home and just hear Emmett, dad, 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 dad. He says daddy. Oh, daddy. Yeah. And I love the sound when he goes, daddy, 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 daddy. I'll be outside. uh, Like, you know, example today. I was outside washing a car and he comes out, he sits and he just stares and stares at me. And then he comes and I mean, I know he's not washing the car like you're supposed to, but I don't care. He grabs the soap and he starts scrubbing with his hands and playing out there. But he loves being outside with me. And he just, dad, daddy, daddy. I love those little words that, you know, he says. So, like I was telling you guys, he he helped me. He washed the car with me. And, you know, he did it in a different way. But I honestly think that, you know, my expectations are still, you know, the same way. But he's going to do everything a different way. And I realized that after he started uh, doing uh, the, the therapy. Uh, started teaching him, you know, how to hold a pencil, how to do repetitive stuff. And slowly, you know, the, the simple things that were taking months just to do. And now we, you know, he's ca- came a long way. Now uh, he knows how to open doors. Uh, you tell him, uh, like, you know, example, the other day uh, he wanted a juice. So he has this tablet. He has an iPad. And this, uh, I think the program, what's the program called, Erica? It's called Proloquo to Go. And it's an app um, that you download on an iPad. The app is pretty pricey. Um, it's an A, it's considered an AAC device, an argumentative technology device, I believe. And it's a, a form of communication for Emmett. Or she could have just said an app from the Apple Store, but. Such a hater, right? Well, he has he has it in his iPad and has pictures on there. And he came up to me and asked for juice. So obviously, right away, oh, he asked for juice. So I'm gonna go give him the juice. And 
right away, Erica's like, no, 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 don't get up. Tell him, get the juice from the fridge. I was like, okay, but he's not going to get it. Because, guys, remember, I'm, I leave early in the morning. I show up late in the afternoon. And I usually don't get to do... She just gives me the cliff notes like we said in, uh, in our last episode. And if you guys missed the last episode, check it out. It's, you know, pretty intense. Um, so she tells him, Emmett, open the fridge. He goes, opens the fridge. And... At that point, that was enough for me. I was in shock. You know, my heart just paused for you know, a quick second. And then she goes, Emmett, grab your juice. And he grabs the juice, brings the juice to Erica. Erica, is a, it was a Capri Sun. Erica takes out the straw, puts the straw, and gives Emmett the trash. And then tells Emmett, throw the trash away. And he goes, opens the cupboard, puts the trash in, closes the cupboard, and comes back, gets his juice, Gets back his eh, quo and sits down on the couch drinking his juice. At that point, I was ready to pass out. I was just so in shock that, you know, he did all these simple simple commands. And I was like, what was I for this? And she was like, we've been working on these for months to get him to do this. And now I was like, oh, shoot. I'm going to try this. So you know, a couple of days later, we were in the garage, uh, cleaning the garage. Actually, we we're downsizing the garage because uh, I don't know. Well, I don't think we told you guys. We recently bought a house and we had the garage full of stuff. So me and Erica were on the weekend working in the garage and I was exhausted. I, I sat down and I told uh, Emmett, just joking around, Emmett, give me the water bottle. And he wasn't paying attention. He was he. Emmett actually has it was two two um, tablets. Mm-hmm. He has two tablets. The other one that he has is an Android. Now that one's just for entertainment for him. Uh, he likes watching Little Einstein since he's been a baby. He's been watching Little Einstein. And uh, Erica's take the tablet away from him. So okay, took the tablet and Emmett, you know, looked at me and I go, Emmett, give me the water bottle and I'll give you the tablet. So Emmett walks literally about 15 feet, grabs a water bottle, brings it back to me. And with his little fingers, he tells me the tablet. And I gave him the tablet. I was in shock again. You know, he's picking up all these little simple commands with so much therapy. And now it gives me hope that maybe one day I will teach him, you know, to shave. But I have to go through the procedures of showing him me shaving Introducing him to the stuff and, you know, one thing at a time, build up the way to to shave. Um, work with them with catching and, you know, so my dreams are still there, but I'm going to have to teach them a different way. So for you parents out there, don't let your dreams die because they will do what you guys are dreaming about, but just in a different way. Don't you think so, Erica? Yeah, and I also think that it takes them a little bit longer. And maybe the way you envision teaching them, like you were saying, it's, you know, it's going to look a lot more different. Like, I remember teaching him how to wash his hands and having to break it down in, like, 10 different steps, which, you know, when I taught my daughter how to wash her hands, it was like, okay, just open the sink and just go for it. And Emmett was like, okay, well, first we're going to go in the restroom. And, oh, great job. And then next week we're going to do this and this and that. So it was just, you know. 
It's a process. I think that that's on the side and it just on the side note, just joking around, guys. When Eric was teaching Emmett, was it two, three years ago? When how old was he when you were teaching him? What to wash his hands? Yeah. Yeah, he was about two years old. He was about two years old, and now he's five. Erica was secretly teaching him to get ready for the COVID-19. Oh, right. <laughs> I know. He, that kid, I swear, every chance that he gets, he wants to wash his hands, and he refuses to wash his hands if you don't put no soap on it. Yeah, he has... And then soap. when he's done, he loves to put the antibacterial... Oh, the hand sanitizer? The hand sanitizer, yeah. He would squirt. I mean, if you let him, he would literally squirt the whole bottle of hand sanitizer. Yeah, so he was getting ready for that, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, you taught, uh, you know, for him watching you, he started washing dishes. He did. He we did had to buy him one of those uh, little uh, toy sinks. Yeah. And he would love washing dishes. She w- He would take out the dishes uh, that Erica would wash, and he would rewash them. Yeah. Just from seeing Erica rewashing him. He loves him. to do house chores. <laughs> yeah. He'll liter- he likes to watch you sweep, vacuum. We, we bought him the like a little broom and a, a dustpan. And he goes and grabs it. But he didn't think they were handy enough. So he goes and grabs their like, big broom. I think my, what's interesting is that, you know, I never expected Emmett to pick up on those things. And I feel like now I look at his future and i could totally see him you know vacuuming his house or wherever he lives um washing his own dishes because he loves to do that so i feel like i'm like he's gonna be pretty pretty good because i mean he watches everything you do so even when i make him lunch or breakfast like he watches me he plays pays so much like close attention that i mean i feel like he wants to know like the whole process and eventually, like, when he can physically do it, I think that he'll be more than capable to do it. I mean, right now, he's working on eating with a spoon. But maybe when he's 20, he'll be able to make his own meal. That that would be awesome. I mean, I'm 37, and I still have trouble making my own meals. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> sad. Anyways, but back to expect the unexpected. So, I mean, when you welcome a child into the world... I think it's okay to say that unexpected things are going to happen and we just kind of have to roll with it and we just kind of have to make adjustments and remember that all kids are different. Whether they have a disability or not, they're all going to have their own struggles. They're all going to have, you know, their own issues. And, you know, we just have to teach them how to overcome them and teach them how to, you know, live. I wonder, I mean... I don't know. I mean, sometimes I get these ideas. I wonder if it's, you know, is that why you have, you know, like a whole puzzle? And then all of a sudden, you know, hey, you, you get hit by, uh, I I literally did you know, my hand, hitting my hand because that's what I think. Uh, with the diagnosis, you get hit by it. It's like a curveball. Yeah, and it it shatters. So now you're left picking up the pieces, the puzzle pieces, and putting them together one thing at a time. My definition, one thing at a time, is, you know, like teaching them how to walk. Uh, Every puzzle, it's something that you have to teach your little one. And eventually, I mean, you know, technically it's supposed to, you know, eventually you get the puzzle done. But, you know, in our case, the puzzle 
it's never going to be done. That's what I think about the puzzle piece. And mm. I mean, I guess everybody has a different view. That, I mean, that's that's a pretty nice way to think about it, I guess. Uh, I, sometimes I have a long, well, it's not technically a long drive. It's about 27 minutes to my work. And my radio doesn't work in my car. <laughs> and I think about this stuff. Or she calls me and she tells me, hey, well, Emmett today learned how to open a door. I was like, open a door? Okay. Emmett's learning how to tie his shoes. Oh, Emmett's still not learning how to tie his shoes. He's not? No. Oh, well, zipper? Zipper shoes? We did work on zipper, though. He mastered that. Oh, well. I'm like, tying his shoes is going to take a little bit more effort, I think. We're teaching him how to pull his pants up and down. <sighs> he mastered that one. <laughs> I mean, we're still working on that. And his shirt. He struggles. I think he struggles physically with that. So, yeah. I... It's just, you know, for you, you dads out there, if you guys are listening, um, don't give up on your dreams. It's going to get done and everything's going to be done in a different way. In their own it, timeline. <laughs> in their own timeline. It's going to take longer than, you know, you guys, you know, expected. Yeah. But it's just, if, for me, this is one of one million really touchy subjects it's just talking about it, um, you know, example, every single year that his birthday comes, I don't want to talk about his birthday. Um, the fact that he can't blow out his candles makes me, you know, all emotional. And I'm not embarrassed to tell anybody that I get all emotional, you know, with my son It's just. It's the way I feel. And I know there's other parents out there, uh, other fathers that, you know, feel the same way. It's just, I get emotionally can't blow his candles out. Um, that, you know, he doesn't make a wish or stuff that everybody takes for granted. And sometimes I don't want to do anything for his birthday for the same reason, but we do. I think we do it now. I mean, Emmett doesn't care if he has a big giant birthday party. He doesn't care if we buy a cake or not because he doesn't even eat cake. Um, but we do it for the other kids, for our other two kids, yeah. because they want a birthday for him. They want that kind of stuff for him. And, you know, it gives them, you know, that what it gives them that hope and it gives them those dreams, I guess. I don't know. It cheers them up and it. I mean, for Emmett, it's a little bit stressful because he has to deal with a lot of people and he doesn't do well with a lot of people. And, you know, we had to teach him how to handle or how to tolerate the the happy birthday song, which he does now. But it literally took us like five years for him to tolerate a birthday song, which I feel like it's kind of we did it so it could please us rather than please him. And, you know, it's just... Because for the other ki- for other kids, it was kind of sad that, you know, they think that it's sad that his brother's missing out on things like that. No. Well, like I said, it's a real touchy subject because uh, if we have video chat or not video chat, but if we could stream live, Erica's tearing up right now. Oh, my God. It, it's a touchy subject for, for both of us. Well, technically, I think almost everything's a touchy subject. It's just we, we struggled so much. You know, with them, because like I said, we got hit. We had these expectations and now it's 
everything's been a struggle. And still to this point, it's I know our future, it's going to be rough. And there's going to be good days and bad days. It's just, like you say, one day at a time. <laughs> I, I, just talking about the subject gets me all... It's it's hard. I remember when he was, he had the official diagnosis, like that nonverbal diagnosis. It was kind of hard because I was like, what do you mean nonverbal? Does that mean like he's never going to talk? Does that mean like, what does that mean for us? Like for our future? Like, how am I going to communicate with him? Or, you know, a lot of things. You have so many questions and nobody really answers any of those questions. And but I mean, you just accept it and you just make up these expectations for him. For him, I was like, oh, well, we'll figure out a way for him to communicate, whether it's sign language, whether it's a communication device. And he's going to get the hang of it because, you know, this is our only option. So we just kind of have to go with it and you just accept it and move on and never lose hope. I mean, we hope that one day he has a conversation with me or that he's able to tell me if something hurts or things like that. But, you know, you could only just hope. It's, uh, yeah. to me, you know, I know you say hope, hope. And, and I hoped a lot. <laughs> I literally did. Okay, so, yes. I mean, as I said in, in, in the first episode, and Erica mentioned, there was a lot of times, actually, a lot, that I didn't go to these appointments because I was working. Yeah, I could have taken time off, but then, you know, I had, you know, we have bills to pay. We have, at the time we weren't buying a house, but, you know, rent. And then these doctor's appointments, insurance covered it, but gas or we had to put gas in the car. Uh, we have to buy Emmett this or that because he doesn't do everything like a normal kid does. I remember that we went through so many bottles trying to find a bottle that he would actually latch on to. Changing nipples. And at the end, he went with some expensive one called Dr. Brown. We had a whole drawer. I swear. I could almost say it was like 20 bottles that uh, that he had in there. And none of them worked. It had to be a certain nipple and the right nipple. We had to go... To like six different Walmarts just to find this nipple. And all that stuff you know, costs money. So I was at work and, you know, she would call me. Well, the doctor said, the specialist says this. I was like, oh, okay. I was hoping, okay, well, you know, maybe, you know, his next appointment will be different. And hope. And then another appointment came. Oh, well, he had this. And at that point, after maybe the sixth, seventh time, you know, she would call me and says, well, Emmett has this. Now we need to do this. After that, I would get the phone call and I would just say in my head, oh, shit, she's calling me. Now what's wrong with my son? I'm waiting for the worst news. And sure thing. Well, they're saying that um, it was a seizure that Emmett had. Uh, they were saying, you know, and then she would call, well, Emmett's getting ear infections. So now he needs, um, what are those things called that they put in his ears? Ear tubes. Ear tubes. 
And then she would call again. Uh, the ear tube fell out. He's going to have to uh, get that. Was it the, the thing for the, with the nose? Oh, he had to have his adenoids removed. It had adenoids removed. Um, now they got to check Emmett's eyesight. How the hell are they going to check Emmett's eyesight? You know, special needs kid. If you tell him to look over here, he's not going to look over here. We're still waiting for that. Report. And we're still waiting for that. Now, and... And we're doing the patch therapy for Emmett. Because he has, um... Uh, exotropia? I think that's what it's called. Uh, so, every single time I get a phone call, it's like... Uh, what what am I gonna what am I gonna what what's wrong I mean not in a bad way it's just it makes me I started at one point what did I tell you why us what did we de- deserve you know to do this I mean in my head and like I told Eric in my head I told her okay so I play by the law. I, you know, I'm a good person. I don't do drugs. I try to stay as healthy as possible. Um, I, I'm a good father. You know, with, you know, especially, you know, with uh, my oldest. Uh, with my stepdaughter. I'm a good brother uh, to my siblings. Uh, I don't attend church like I'm supposed to. <laughs> it's just like, oh, God, I'm only off on Sundays and, you know, white church. But I, why us? Why is this happening to us? Every single phone call she would have, I was like, you know, why us? And it's hard. It's really hard. It is, indeed. It's just... Uh, it's not that I'm... So at one point, did you lose hope, or what was it? I did lose hope. So... I did lose hope. It is not... It's hard to me to, ex- you know, explain. It sounds... I mean, I guess I'm rambling, and... It's just trying to make parents understand that... It's okay to lose hope. But you'll get it back after you see little progress, like Emmett holding a spoon. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, he's holding a spoon. That's why we make a big deal of the simple little things because it gives us hope. Uh, and our family members started noticing that. Uh, oh my God, Emmett's doing this. There, he started making a big deal about the simple little thing that he does. And like I tell my family members, we took, well, me personally, for my oldest, took granted him walking. I was like, oh, he's walking. Simple little things. I don't know if Eric, I felt, you know, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I don't take nothing granted for now what he does. It makes me appreciate Simple little things, and that's thanks to Emmett. So Emmett, he's a sleeper now. He fell asleep. Uh, thank you for making me feel, you know, this way. It's just. It's a good feeling. It is. Oh, that's really interesting how you said. I like the fact that you said, "Oh, like 
at one point I did lose hope, but then it, I got it back. And I think that's something pretty neat that you were able to get that hope back. And it's okay to just not, it's just, just, just be like, you know what? This life sucks sometimes because it does like 90% of the time it sucks because you're stuck in therapies. You're not going to baseball games. You're not taking your kids to play dates. You know, you're not doing any of that stuff. What you're doing instead is spending countless hours of therapies, you know, spending all your money on paying for all these services, medications, and all this stuff when, you know, you could be doing something else. And it sucks. And it's okay to be like, you know, I don't care. <laughs> you know it, it, I mean? it's, and, and that's the thing. It's, uh, that's the thing, guys. That on here... I mean, we're here. It's not for us to get famous or anything like that. We really want to help other parents out there. If we could reach, you know, just one person and say, you know, them saying, oh, well, I feel the same way. I, I'm i losing hope. And if we could just, you know, reach somebody and help that one person. See, they're not alone. It it would be great. Don't you think so? I think so. I think that's what we're here for. And like I said in the beginning, it's we're gonna be honest and tell you guys how we feel, how we feel, and oh, my mind just went blank. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we'll end it at that. Already? And, uh, <laughs> yes, because you can go on forever. But we'll just end it on this note. And we hope that you guys enjoyed our episode on Expect the Unexpected. And you are welcome to come back for our episode three. And hopefully we, we get a little bit better on this, uh, better at these podcasts. With more practice? <laughs> I think so. I think it just takes practice. And you could also, you know, listen to us now on Anchor or on Spotify. Um, and that's pretty much it. And then also you can follow us on social media. I will attach all those links so you guys can follow us. And just to let you guys know, uh, we have to record this almost close to midnight. Because we have to wait for Emmett to fall asleep. Or else you would hear him in the background playing little Einstein. And jumping up and down on the bed. Pushing the keyboard. So. That's the unexpected. Yeah, we were not <laughs> expecting to be recording this at midnight. But we just got to, you know, change our expectations here. <laughs> and just work with what we have. So I hope you guys are having an awesome week and we'll see you next time bye